0: everyone. This is Charlie Lofton, the lead pastor at the Grove Church, and thank you for joining us in our Cultivate podcast. And we uh, recently started a series where we're kind of looking at the six commitments or expectations that we should have of one another to be a part of a church. And again, I would imagine that most of you are a part of the Grove Church that are listening to this. And so these are the six things that have been a part of our um, connections class for the last 12 years and it's just kind of been a crucial part of really what it means to be a member of the Grove. If you're not a part of the Grove, I think these are still six great things for whatever church you're a part of to make sure that you are committed to. These, I think, are the six things that really help you build a healthy church community and help you be a healthy part of a healthy church community. Because I think it is of critical importance that we understand that the church is not something that we watch. It's not something that we see other people do, but church is something that we are a vital part of. You are a necessary piece. You're not coming to be a part of a church to watch a band perform or to hear a speaker give a talk. You being a part of a church is you being a part of community where you have a role to play in the encouragement and the growth of everyone who's there, and you may feel like, well, I don't, I don't even know what that means. Like, what would that even mean for me to be a part of that? Like, we, we think way too often of church of something that we watch happen, or we sit on the sidelines of, or we kind of, we're we're, we're kind of a, we're not really a part. We're really not like a, a vital part of what's happening. But I think. In a healthy church experience, you will feel that, you will believe that, you will understand that you have a significant role to play. And so, hopefully, as we go through these six things and you understand kind of what they are, and you can start implementing each of these things in your life, then you will start to feel like you are more of an active participant in what God is doing in your church. God is doing some great things at the Grove in the lives of the people who are there, in the lives of the kids in the way that we're impacting our community, the way that we're impacting our world, the way that we're helping people find Jesus for the first time. And we want you to be a vital part of that. And that begins with us understanding these kind of six core commitments that we need to make to one another. And the one that we looked at in our very first episode was being connected. Jesus in the great commandment said that the most important commands in all of scripture are to love God with everything that you are and to love your neighbor as yourself. And so the first commitment that we need to make is to be well-connected. I'm going to connect with God on a regular basis through prayer and through his word. And we're going to be well-connected to one another on Sunday mornings in our corporate worship as we are worshiping together, hearing from God together, serving one another, and connecting in a smaller group, a small group of people who, were, who know me well and that love me well and, that, and, and I can interact with in a more personal, intimate way. And so we start with being connected. Our second core commitment that we are talking about in this episode is giving. Now, this is the one that kind of has, you know, can all of you start talking about, oh, pastor's talking about giving. It can make some people just kind of flinch or flex. It can feel a little... Weird and like oh you know there's just enough bad examples out there of ministers who abuse this power in some way and are kind of just seem like that they're using the church as a get rich opportunity and so and maybe you were part of a church maybe or you've heard of a church it just puts a lot of guilt and pressure on. On it and like and so, and so there can be a lot of awkwardness around this and one of the things that we've tried to do over the last several years at the grove is just kind of destigmatize that a little bit and make this make sure this is the thing that we we are talking about because I think it is important for us to talk about it. it's important for us to talk about it because it, it Jesus talked about it all the time the Bible talks about it all the time all throughout the scriptures we hear um, people say that this is the number one thing that is com- competing for our primary attention with God. It's the number one thing that leads us astray. And even current research will say it's one of the top three things. It's breaking up marriages. It's one of the top three things that people are anxious about. And having a real understanding of God's perspective on money and 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 how we can expect to be in good relationship with God about our money, the better that we can understand that, the better we're gonna be. And in addition to that, we are making a commitment together to do this church together, and for us to do church together requires a certain amount of funding. We have to we have to pay for the things that we do. We are. Um, you know, we have people on staff, we have a building, we have bills to pay, there, there there, are opportunities that we have to give, ministries that we're connected with, that we support. In order for us to be a church, we have to meet our financial commitments, and we have to decide together, collectively, that we are going to do this. I mean, there is, beyond the spiritual aspect of it, there is the real practical sense of which, if I want this church to be the church, then... um it has to be funded and there are no outside groups or organizations or or you know there's 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 no you know foundations there's no grants there's just there's just us and so giving for both spiritual and just practical reasons is a very important commitment that we need to make in order to be a part of this church and so when we talk about giving again we'll talk about money or finances giving in some way just about every year in, in a sermon series. So there's lots of different ways that we talk about it, but one way that just kind of always keeps coming back when we talk about giving, thing that's really important for me, uh, it's been important for me in my personal life, important for me as a pastor, and I think is ultimately important for all of us to understand that that God has called us to give, and there's three reasons why it is of incredible importance why you need to make giving a priority in your life. And those three things are, uh, God commands it. This is something that he commands us to do. It, It is, God has said that he will bless those of us who are generous. God blesses generosity. And finally, God uses our giving to change the world. So it's a commandment. God blesses us and God uses our giving to change the world. It is a great investment. So we'll just kind of take these three ideas one at a time. So it is a command of scripture. And if you've been around the grove enough, if you've heard me talk enough, you you will rarely hear me talk about commandments in have to sort of ways. You have to do this. But there is a sense in which if we are going to be followers of God, if we are going to recognize who God is as the creator of the universe, as the creator of me, his rightful place in the universe, there is a sense in which what really all I would need to say to you is, hey, Giving is something that God commands. And you'd be like, oh, well, if God commands it, well, then I do it. And there really shouldn't have to be a guilt motivator with that. There's just a, well, he's God and I do what God says. And the reason why we don't talk about have to so much is because all of God's commands really are, they're, they're more get tos than have tos. God's commands are about here is how you can be in the best relationship with me, with one another, and with yourself. We live in a very, very broken world with a lot of anxiety about money and a lot of fear about money. And There's there's just brokenness everywhere. There's brokenness everywhere about everything. And money seems to always kind of be at the top. And what better thing could we have than to understand how to be in right relationship with God about our money. So this is something that he commands. We're going to look at this passage, a very popular passage. when are talking about the the necessity of giving, the importance of giving. And it's in Malachi chapter 3. And we we got God talking first. He says, Will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes and offering." You are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your field. and will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. And so, it's kind of a shocking little passage. God is talking to the Israelites and says, "You guys are robbing me!" Like, what do you mean, to rob you? You're like God. How can we take stuff from you? You, you don't. Uh, you don't. I mean, I've just got my stuff. How you don't? How do I? How would I even do that? Like robbing God? He's like, you're robbing me by not giving me your tithes and your offerings. He says, "Bring your whole tithe." Tithe is, you know, most fancy Bible words, essentially means a a tenth. It's a a tenth of what you have. And again, cover to cover in the scriptures, you're going to hear God say that the first of what you have, the first part of what you have belongs to God. And so if you have 10 things, you get 10 things, one of those belongs to God. You get $10, one of those dollars belongs to God. You get $100, 10 of those dollars belong to God. They say, he says they're his. And honestly... we think about it as the creator of the universe, everything belongs to God. Everything already does. What you're doing by taking a portion of it, again, he says the part that he wants back, he's giving you some of what is his, and he says he wants a portion of it back. And what that does primarily is to help us understand that actually everything belongs to God. Everything I have comes from God. It is meant to build in our devotion to God, and our gratitude towards God to give back to him portion of what he has given to us. We're not doing God any favors. He already has it all. It's all his. He just wants you to do this so that you will take a portion of what you believe belongs to you and dedicate it back to him. And so then you can then clearly enjoy the rest of it. And very, very often I will hear people and they're struggling with their finances. I don't know what to do. Something going on with finances. I wish God would help me. I wish God would bless me. And they're, they, they're wanting God's blessing over their finances when they're not doing what God's called them to do. And this is a situation that um the Israelites find themselves in in Malachi chapter three. They said their land's under a curse. Nothing's going right. He says, you know why? It's because you're robbing me. And too often we're asking God to bless our finances when, in fact, we're asking him to bless our disobedience. We're being disobedient to God with our finances. And, and in our disobedience, the natural stress and anxiety comes with it. And then we ask God to bless it. And God just doesn't bless disobedience. If we want to see God's blessing in our money, if we want to be in right relationship with our stuff, we want to be in right relationship with God in our stuff, it begins with this level of obedience. And so no matter, I mean, there's more that God says here very, very clearly. There's more than what God says. What if all that he said was, the first of what you have belongs to me? If that's all he said, it would be of incredible importance for us to do it because it just gets our hearts, our minds, and our priorities right. It helps us understand who comes first. It helps us understand who God is. It helps us overcome the pressure and the stress that comes from figuring out how to live with money. And so, it begins with a, just a very clear understanding that this is a commandment from God. That's not all that he says, even in this passage, he continues on. It's like, he says, if you test me in this, which is an incredible thing that God to say all throughout the Bible, don't test me, don't test me, don't test me. People ask him questions like, why are you doing this? What are you doing? People like, God doesn't like to be tested with questions. It makes makes him very upset. So this is actually a pretty rare thing for God to say. I want you to test me. Test me and see what I will do for you if you will be obedient. You're being disobedient and you're testing me. Test me the other way. Test me and see what will happen if you're obedient. And and, and God just kind of pours out and says, there's just going to be a huge blessing for you. Now, in the Old Testament, his relationship with the Jewish people, it was, it was, it was a lot more tangible. There was a lot more of a direct connection between physical giving and, and, the, and obedience and devotion and physical prosperity. God has not made that same sort of commitment to us through the church that giving will bring physical prosperity, but yet some of the same principles apply. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6. Remember this, who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Now, there's not the exact same direct promise there of a physical blessing. There is a promise that if you are a generous giver, that you will have what you need all the time. But in addition to having what you need, it says that God, you you will abound in every good work, that you will be blessed abundantly. You will reap generously, that God is promising you a blessing. Now, sometimes that blessing comes Financially, I've had this happen to me. There've been times when I've given the most generous, biggest gift I've ever given. Like I remember, I'll remember this very, it's happened, it's probably been close to 20 years now. Gave the biggest gift we had ever given to a church, ever. And three days later, we got the most random check in the mail for the exact same amount of money. That doesn't always happen that way. But here's the thing that, that has never happened. I've never given something and regretted it and looked at my bank account later and be like, I didn't have that money to give. God has always provided for our family in incredible powerful ways. From the very beginning, even before we were on staff at a church, we made this a priority as part of our family and it has been great for us. We have seen both physical and spiritual blessings over We have tested God in this. He tells them to test God in this. I'm here. I'm, I am i don't know this makes me part of the control group. I'm not really a scientist. Anyway, I have also tested God in this. Our family has tested God in this. And 28 years later, I, I can only tell you that everything that the Bible says about how God blesses giving is 100% true. And I'll say this at Connections. I'll say it on Sunday mornings. I'll say it again here. If... There is this key out there to financial blessing from God and just general blessing from God, and I hold it back from. Like the Bible says, it's true. I've experienced it's true, but I don't want to tell you about it or hype it up too much because talking about money at church is awkward. I'm something. I'm not your pastor. I'm trying to be your buddy. I'm not even really being your friend because I'm holding something back from you that it, that will that will bless you. And this this there is absolute blessing here. All right, let's finish out this passage again here in Malachi chapter 3. He says, you know, he gives them all this blessing and prevent the pests from devouring your crops, your vines. are going to have all sorts of fruit. Verse 12, then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land. Basically, what he's saying is, is that you're going to give... I'm going to bless you, and through that blessing, the world's going to be blessed, which is one of the primary themes of the Bible. It starts in Genesis chapter 12. Abraham, I'm going to bless you so that you can bless the world. Right here, same thing. I'm going to bless you, and the whole world's going to be blessed because of that. And when you give, the whole world is blessed. Over the last 12 years, we, our church has given almost a million dollars to other missions organizations, to um, to to the impoverished people in our in our community all that i mean we we have had the opportunity to help plant churches in the US we have had the opportunity to um reach uh indian pe- people in all parts of asia with with the gospel we have had the opportunity to help college students all over the US um be reached for the gospel we we have helped plant churches overseas we have uh, funded all sorts of incredible missions opportunities all over the world. We have blessed countless people who are poor in Northwest Arkansas. We have helped encourage multiple people to become foster parents and to adopt kids in difficult situations. We have supported job training programs and poverty relief programs and help for people who are experiencing homelessness all over Northwest Arkansas in the world. And every dollar that you give to the Grove is going to help those. We are we are you, we're asking you to tithe and we are a tithing church. We take 10% of what God has given us and we give it away to other ministries. We want you to be generous and our church is generous and through your generosity that generosity gets spread all over the world. It is an incredible investment. Your giving to the Grove not only just helps us logistically be a church, but it is providing multi-levels of impact all over the world. And there will come a time after this life, and you go into the next one, where you will be able to experience and see all of the good that has come from what your faithfulness and giving has done. It is an incredible investment. Most of the things that we spend our money on, it will not matter a thousand years from now. But the investments that you make in the lives of people, who need to know Jesus, the, the investment in the lives of people who are hurting, those investments will last forever. And so giving is one of the most significant things that we can do in our personal life and it is of credible importance for us to be able to physically sustain being a church organization. And so I encourage you as you think about the commitments that you need to make as a church to say, I'm going to give to my church. I'm going to do it because it's right, because God commands me to do it. I'm going to do it because I want to experience the blessing of God. And I'm going to do it because I want to see God use it to change the world. So right now, we are now two commitments in. I will will connect. I'll connect with God. I'll connect at church on Sunday. I'll connect in a small group. And I will give. I'll give because it's right. I'll give because... God blesses me and I'll give it. I'll give so God can change the world. So we got four more left. I encourage you to keep coming here with us and make it all the way through these six commitments that God wants us to make to be a healthy part of a healthy church. And as always, we would love to help you get connected at The Grove. You found us, you're not a part of The Grove. You can find out all about us at thegrovechurch.org slash connect. You can schedule your visit. We'd love to see on Sunday. And if you are not in the area, you can join us and and connect with us online. We'd love for you to do that as well. And all the information for that, you'll find at thegrovechurch.org slash connect as well. And we're always streaming our, our later service. And we would love to meet you one way or another. So again, thank you for joining us on our podcast. Hope you have a great day.